Hey there, my name is Benjamin Pace, and you're listening to the No Content Podcast. And if you happen to be a duck listening to this, you're in a safe space. Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace. I am so very excited about today's podcast, and I know I say that all the time, but I, I trust me, this is a special version of me saying that because I've got some good friends of mine um, on this special Christmas No Content Podcast that are going to share an amazing and miraculous testimony of how the Lord healed um, Riley, the, the woman, the wife of this couple, um, and to be able to conceive a child. And it's a miraculous testimony. And, and there's so many elements of it that are so very miraculous and amazing and wonderful. And I'm just telling you, don't sleep on this one. If you know somebody who's believing for a child, if you are somebody who's believing for a child, hey, listen to this podcast. I'm not saying that because I want to get more people listening to my podcast or anything like that. I want people to be ministered to. That's my heart. But man, there's some good things in this. I'm so excited about it. Trust me, it's worth the listen. Um, it is a Zoom call. So yeah, the quality's not quite you know what I'd like it to be. But hey, listen, the anointing is all, all, all the way what I want it to be. <laughs> the anointing makes up for the lack of quality, I'm telling you. So um, hey, get your ex- expectation up listening to this. There's some good things that are going to come out in this podcast. And just in the beginning here, I just wanted to mention a few things. Uh, if you if you notice the cover of this podcast is a painting of a Christmas tree and a gift under that tree. And, you know, that that came from that. I actually painted that. I know. I know. It's it's you know, you could put it on your refrigerator. You know, it's <laughs> I actually what I did was I actually watched some Bob Ross episodes. I really did. And I, I you know, I, I painted that from watching Bob Ross, you know, and I know it looks like a five-year-old painted it, but still the reason why I painted that is because one time I was in a worship service that was actually uh, Phil Wickham and Shane and Shane. They were doing a concert at Dallas Baptist university when I lived in Dallas and I drove down there and it was a Christmas concert and I was in that, in that concert. And, and I, it was like back in 2018 and I had just gone through some stuff. I had gone through some disappointments I was really dealing with some, you know, depression that was trying to come on me that I was resisting and, but it was, it was something that I was having to deal with every day. And, you know, there was a lot of things going on in that season that I was confused about. And I was like, man, Lord, what's going on in my life? And I was in this worship service and they were singing the song Living Hope that Phil Wickham wrote. And while I was worshiping the Lord in this song, the Lord spoke to my heart and he showed me a picture of that Christmas tree and a gift under it. And he said this to me, he said, Ben, everything I have for you is wrapped and under the tree. All you have yet to do is to unwrap it. And he gave me the scripture that says in Romans eight thirty two, if he gave you Jesus, how will he not with him also freely give you all things? Now, this is a Christmas podcast, and we're talking about and celebrating the gift of Jesus. And he said in in the New Testament, if God gave you Jesus, what wouldn't he give you? What would he withhold from you? How shall he not with him freely give us all things? There's a lot of religious stuff out there about, well, you know, it just may not be God's will for this or God's will for that. But listen, if God says no to one thing, it's because he's saying yes to something better. And God is a good God. And I want you to hear this testimony today and be inspired for any area of your life that maybe you felt kind of forgotten in, or maybe you felt hopeless about, or maybe you've kind of lost your vision in that area. Let these words, let this testimony inspire you today. I'm just going to introduce you guys, Graham and Riley Ball. I've known you guys for quite some time. Um, Graham, I, I honestly don't know how long we've known each other. I, I do remember the first time we met mm-hmm. um, in Chick-fil-A. And, and dude, it's funny. I, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I think the day that we met, I remember in, on the inside thinking, I feel like I'm going to know this guy for like the rest of my life. Like there's so, there was something about you that I was like immediately drawn to you. And uh, you recently, 
I had really felt like I was supposed to come down to Texas to go to a meeting down there. Um, and like the day before I got in a car wreck and my car was like, not totaled, but like, it was, it was not drivable. And, and so, um, I'm like, man, I, you know, either I'm not supposed to go down to Texas or I'm really supposed to go down to Texas. <laughs> so, and I was really just praying over it. And I was like, Lord, I really feel like there's a reason why I'm supposed to go down. And it's not just to go to this meeting. I feel like the enemy doesn't want me to go. And I don't mean to give too much credit to Satan. Um, some things, just things happen in the natural, but I really felt impressed in my heart that the enemy just didn't want me to go down there. And so the Lord worked it out. I was able to get a rental car. And so I came and stayed with you guys and, uh, you guys actually, um, when I walked into the house, I noticed the little, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, the little board letterboard. thing, Let, letterboard. Yeah, letterboard, letterboard. Right. And it said, uh, baby ba March, 2022. And at first it didn't register on me. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, wait a minute. And because I didn't know you guys were pregnant. And I also didn't know the story behind it though. I didn't know you guys had been trying to get pregnant. And so um, you guys sat down with me that night and told me the story you're about to share. And as y'all were telling it, man, I just, I was like, this is why I was supposed to come down here. Like there were other reasons, but that story, first of all, it encouraged me and inspired me about other things, not pertaining to that specific thing. But I just had a sense, man, this is, this is for somebody else to hear um, because I believe it's going to minister to people. So anyway, um, guys go. Go ahead and just just share your story about about uh, about your baby ball coming in uh, March 2022. Yeah. Uh, well, first, I just want to thank you, Ben, for like giving this platform an opportunity. We love talking with you, but mm-hmm. uh, it is it is kind of like neat and exciting to get to share and just capture this testimony of this baby. Uh, yeah. It. Gosh, we had been trying to conceive for close to almost two years. Um, wow. And, you know, there was a lot of like refining in mm-hmm. that season and it definitely wasn't easy. It wasn't like, oh, we're just waiting on Jesus. And so like happy and joyful in this. And, um, you know, for sure, the way I've described it is it felt like a pendulum for me of emotions ranging between mm you know, acknowledging the sweetness of intimacy with Christ in, you know, mm-hmm. near to the brokenhearted and feeling that nearness and, you know, having those breakthrough moments of, you know, Jesus, if all I get out of this waiting is nearness and intimacy with you, then it's worth it. You know, even right. if I forget to hold a baby in my arms, um, for our family, um, you know, going through seasons of that and that contentment to, my life is the book of Job because I don't get what I want when I ask, mm, you know, wow. and I think that's just the reality of humanity when like being challenged by the inconvenience of not an, in, not getting an instantaneous. Yes. Yeah. And not even not getting a yes, but so much of that season felt um, for me, at least like unanswered. Yeah. By the Lord, it wasn't a matter of going to the Lord and, you know, him giving me, words for the waiting or, you know, this is what's next. It was constantly going to the Lord and like, Lord, like I see you doing this in the lives of other people around me. Like, when is it my turn? And feeling like I was just sitting in, in silent presence, you know, like there was no answer. There was no soon my daughter. It was just like, I, I felt like I wasn't being heard or seen and knowing that that wasn't the truth, you know, reminding myself that I was seen and heard by him, but just, you know, it wasn't like he was holding my hand and giving me breadcrumbs, you know, yeah, yeah. away. We really were holding on to just faith of like, man, we really feel like this is a promise from the Lord, but we don't know what, um, yeah, his timing looks like. And so that, that season of waiting, um, was tough and, it was definitely yeah. challenging, especially with Graham's family, you know, his twin, they had our nephew, um, last December, he's almost a year old right now. And then in January, his older brother and his wife told us that they, um, were expecting mm-hmm. in like May, that same spring, his sister was pregnant as well. And so it was mm-hmm. like, everyone else was, and it was like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, but the big breakthrough and 
what is so neat is whenever the Lord, like it felt like you finally did start speaking was um, June of this year in mm-hmm. 21. Um, it started really at uh, a gateway Shabbat or Sabbath service. They have them once a month. It's the first Friday yeah. of the month. And we had some friends in our young married small group who asked us if we wanted to go. We had never been before. And so we're like, yeah, sounds great. And um, it was during worship at that service that mm. so strongly felt like the Lord said, this is your victory zone. This is yep. your glorious healing. And, you know, like part of my heart left at that and was like, okay, you know, like, what does this mean? Like when, you know, when is it? But uh, I felt like a bigger part of my heart was not doubting, but I, I asked the Lord, I'm going to need confirmation. Like I'm going to need someone else to, to confirm this Lord. Like I hear this and I, you know, like I acknowledge um, that you've spoken this, but I was like, I'm going to need something else. Cause part you of needed me, a boost. Yeah. Uh, a little more than just me hearing that. I look over yep. In, yep. In, in worship in that service, you know, and she's like sitting beside me. She's just crying, you know, and I'm like, okay, like what's going on? You know, <laughs> I, 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 I lean down. I'm like, Hey, you know, what's, what's going on? You know? And she's like, you know, I just heard this thing. She repeated it to me, you know, and, and there's, there's a part of me as a husband that just wants to leap for joy. Like, wow, you know, let's believe and let's get, you know, let's just have faith for this and, and keep moving. Um, but the other side of me going, man, you know, what if this is not, you know, what we think it is? What if it's something yeah, yeah, yeah. else designed? So it's just, you know, it's that mixture of emotions of, you know, we're hopeful, but also, you know, what if, what if God is intending something else or what if, you know, this is really a path toward, you know, other options like adoption or something else. Right, um, right, right. Reasoning. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, you know, anyway, so after that night, um, we finished out the worship service, you know, we were driving home and just kind of processing that. And then that following weekend, and I'll let her take it from here, but that following weekend was um, at our church presbytery, which is basically just, you know, people coming up and, and sharing words that they feel like the Lord has spoken to them. And so we were both hopeful that, you know, through this um, several days of prophetic ministry at our church that we would hear you know, a word from the Lord, you know, confirmation from the Lord. So mm-hmm. I'll let her pick back up the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was definitely holding that in my heart of um, almost kind of like that being my um, like sheepskin laid out, you know, of like, okay, Lord, like we're going to come to these services, you know, confirm this. And before uh, those services started on Sunday night, so Friday night, got the word about victorious healing. Um, Sunday morning, I went to another church that's in our community, um, it's called Mercy Culture. I'm working on volunteering with a nonprofit organization that's coming out of their church. And part of becoming a volunteer with them um, is going through, um, they call it like the connect process. I, you know, went in for this meeting. And for me, you know, it's just another step in the process for volunteering with this nonprofit. Um, was, you know, doing it before I went to church uh, at our home church gateway. And so it was a very busy morning for me. But um, as we were finishing, the meeting out, I was uh, with a woman named Danielle and um, we got to the part where she was like, all right, you know, I'm going to pray you out. And um, so she started praying and in the middle of her prayer, she stopped and she was like, I just feel like the Lord, the Lord wants to say uh, right now that in this next season, he's going to give you a lot of gifts, but there's one that he's already given you. You just haven't unwrapped it yet. Oh, come on. And, uh, you know, and in the moment, like, I think the Holy Spirit just had it so veiled to me of what that could mean, because I was so confused. I was just like, what does that even mean? Looking back on it, it feels so clear of what that could be. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, right. I, I was like, that doesn't even we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. The Lord gave me something this morning that lines up with that. That's why I was excited. So keep oh, going. That's so good. Um, you know, and I mean, we were in the process of getting ready. We were just about to close on our new house and, you know, I just left a job. And so there's a lot of transition and change. And, you know, it was, you know, it's always exciting to hear like the Lord wants to give you gifts, but what I was hung up oh, on, sure. he's already given you one. You just haven't opened it yet. So like what's sitting in my lap that I'm not aware of. Um, and so I was like, cool, sounds good. And so on my drive, you know, uh, 
back to our church that morning, I was just processing with the Lord and I'm like, what, please make this make sense at like this yeah. service or in worship today. Like I just, I was already feeling like I'm so confused. Like you're speaking mm-hmm. and it felt like you're speaking very clearly, but for what, you know? Yeah. And it mm-hmm. felt like he was speaking it like almost in riddles, right? It was like, okay, God, just make it plain and clear. Like make it really simple for us. You know, we're not, we're not super intelligent, God, like help us out here. Um, yeah. Yes or no. That's yeah. all I need. <laughs> so we go to Presbytery that night and we don't hear anything that's that Sunday night. And then we go again, Monday morning, don't hear anything. Yeah. Go again, Monday night, don't hear anything. But at Monday night, um, she felt like the Lord kind of highlighted somebody in our church to her that was a pastor that she knew. So well, that was actually Sunday night. Okay, great. Go ahead. (laughs) You're good. Yeah. So Sunday evening after the service, like Graham said, like we didn't receive any words directly and there weren't any words given to someone else that we felt like, you know, were also for us because words given in due season don't have to be given directly for it to be a word for you. Um, And so after that service, like he said, um, Gateway has a fairly large auditorium and there was an individual who she might as well have like had a spotlight on her. Mm. and like I was very aware of like all of a sudden I'm hyper aware of and her name's Elizabeth like we we kind of know her peripherally but it's not someone that I regularly check in with or talk to it's someone that like if I happen to see her you know say hi well hold Uh, on a second her name's Elizabeth mm -hmm. yep I didn't know that okay keep going keep going (laughs) yeah and so I you know realized very quickly like this is something the Holy Spirit's doing for me to have this awareness And so I just asked him, I'm like, all right, like what's going on? What is this? And I felt like he quickened to my spirit saying there's interpretation with her. And like, for me, I, I'm very introverted. I'm not super confrontational. And like, my first thought was really like, I have to go talk to someone. Like I want someone to come talk to me, like this confirmation that I'm wanting. I want it to be someone coming up to me and giving me a word. Um, But I just realized like, there's now an act of obedience for me to choose to do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, even though it was uncomfortable for me. So I, you know, just felt like the begrudging sigh, like, okay, fine. I walked up to her and just kind of laid out, you know, Hey, here's this word that I was given this morning. And I felt like the Holy spirit told me there's interpretation with you. No pressure. I'm not expecting you to give me a word. Like I'm just being obedient to this prompting. Will you just pray with me? Um, mm-hmm. and she was so sweet and was like, absolutely. I'll pray with you. And so, um, she starts leading us in prayer and is just asking the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you know, like, what is this gift? What is this box? You know, reveal this, um, you know, and make it clear and plain. And as she's praying, I felt like I saw in my mind's eye um, a gift box. I mean, like your your traditional, you know, box with like the four ribbons and the bow on top gift box. Um, and I felt like I saw the lid come off of the box and in it was a swaddled baby. And, you know, immediately I start crying and, you know, she kind of paused praying when she noticed I was crying and she's like, you know, what did the Lord say? You know, do you feel like he spoke something in that? And, um, you know, I told her what I felt like I saw, but I, I shared with her, I said, I'm so just almost like, like I'm done, you know, it's, it's been almost two years of waiting and, you know, pleading with the Lord and it almost felt, um, it almost felt like it was being like dangled in front of me. Right. You know, like, like it was like, it was teasing you. Yes. Yeah. Cause I was, you know, I got that very clear word Friday and earlier that morning and, but it didn't make sense. And now, you know, I, you know, and I can't even tell, is this my bias of what I want it to be? Right. Am I wanting this gift to be a baby or is this what the Lord's actually saying? Like I couldn't even trust my own heart at that point to discern that, you know, and just sharing that with her. Like, I don't even know if what I saw is just what I'm hoping for and what I really want or what the Holy Spirit is actually like trying to say this gift is. And, um, you know, it's just kind of processing that with her. And as I was, um, she paused me and she was like, Hey, I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to share the story with you from the Bible. And she said, have you heard the story of Elisha and the Shunammite woman? Mm-hmm. And I hadn't at that point. And, um, you know, the story can be found in second Kings four and Elisha would come through the same town every year to, 
um, preach and speak. He was a prophet. And whenever he came through this town, the Shunammite woman and her husband would always put up lodging and take care of him and a servant. And I mean, they went as far as to like renovate their house so that they had a spare room for him. And so one year when Elisha came through, um, he asked the Shunammite woman, you know, how can I repay you? You know, can I give you a good word with the king or the general? You know, can I give you a gift? You know, um, and the Shunammite woman's response was, I'm good. Essentially, she's like, I don't need anything. Elisha's mm-hmm. servant was in this conversation. And when he heard that, he turned to Elisha and said, she doesn't have a son and her husband's old in age. And so Elisha turned to the woman and said, surely by this time next year, you'll have a son in your arms. But the Shunammite woman's response was, do not mislead your servant, O man of God. Yeah. And of course, you know, the story ends with her having a son. And um, just as Elisha said, but Elizabeth shared that with me as an encouragement because it's modeled in scripture to say, essentially, mm-hmm. don't mess with my heart. You know, because yes. that's what my woman was saying to Elisha, don't mess with my heart. Don't mess with my dreams. You know, this is something that I've wanted for so long. Don't say that you'll give it to me if you don't mean it. Um, yeah. And it's so perfectly captured just the cry of my heart, you know, um, that weekend and in those moments of like, Lord, I feel like you're speaking and I feel like it might have to do with, you know, our, our future baby, but don't, don't mess with my heart and don't string me along if this isn't what you're saying or what you're doing. And um, that really was an encouragement for me. And I mean, I have a little app that like reads, you know, like plays scripture. And so, I mean, that night, like I played it and just like listened to it until I fell asleep and the next morning meditated on it and just kind of clung to that of like, okay, Lord, don't mess with my heart. Like I'm listening and I'm here and I want to understand, but don't mess with my heart. Yeah. We're processing that, that next morning, which is Monday morning. Uh, I go to work. She actually goes to the, we have a Presbyterian service that morning at the church. She goes, doesn't hear anything else. Um, And then we go, we both go together that night. uh, And again, she doesn't hear anything specific to that night was actually at your family's house. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. So the night was um, at my family's house. We spent some time with them. My sister, again, would just announce, you know, she's pregnant. So everybody's talking about pregnancy, you know, we're kind of like, man, you know, this would be great if, if we could join, you know, um, in my, my whole family, you know, being pregnant and this would be great, but also, you know, we're not sharing anything up until that point. Cause we just hadn't felt comfortable sharing it. <clears throat> so we're driving home that night and uh, we get a phone call from one of our friends who had gone to the presbytery service and they go, Hey, uh, you know, we feel like we've got a word from you, uh, for you. Uh, can we stop by? And it's like 1030 at night. So we go, you know, Hey, sure. If you want to drive to our, you know, apartment at the time, you, you're more than welcome. And so that we actually heard from the the female, the wife said, Hey, I've got a word. And she said, yeah. And my husband actually got the same word. So it was confirmed with both of us. And so we meet over at our apartment. As soon as we got home, it was like 1030. So they come in the door at 1030 and go, hey, we got a word from you. And so we're like, okay. So we sit down and um, they begin to tell us this word. Yeah. And um, this couple's in our young married group. So they're aware of, you know, our walk with infertility. We've been really open with that group. And um, Tiffany, the wife, was so sweet, but she was um, really emotional. And she was like, I just don't want this to like hurt our relationship. Like, I want you to still bring this to the Lord. I mean, it was very kind of almost like buffering what she was about to say with like, you know, please, you know, take this almost with a grain of salt, but don't. And, and, uh, and one important clarification. So, uh, we actually had not shared with them what the Lord had spoken on Friday or right. on Sunday morning or mm-hmm. on Sunday night. So they have no clue what the Lord's been speaking in the last couple of days. Um, yeah. They call us out of the blue. And in fact, our, our young married group is usually on Tuesday night. So we were planning to see them the following night. So that the fact that they would call us at 1030 was just kind of odd uh, a night before we were supposed to see them. So we knew something yeah, stuff yeah. was going on. Yep. Um, you know, and so with encouragement, I was like, Tiffany, just go for it. And so she shares that the word that she had gotten that morning uh, for me was kind of two parts. And the first part of that word was she felt like they needed to lay hands on me and pray for healing specifically for, um, my fallopian tubes to be fixed for my Mm -hmm. uterus to be righted and for increased blood flow in my body. Um, and automatically that feels almost like a puzzle piece, um, to the word that I got Friday night about victorious healing. And 
you know, so for me, it's like, this makes sense. Like, okay, you know, this is, you know, this is what, like, I was asking for, I was asking for confirmation. This is my confirmation for that word. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, okay, like, that sounds great. And she's like, so we're going to do that. You know, we're going to lay hands and pray over you. And she said, but um, the second part of this word that the Lord gave me is um, after we pray for healing to prepare for the existence of a baby boy within the next year. Mm. Um, You know, and at this point we're all like tearing up. And it, I think her from like fear of like, this is a really big word to give, you know, mm-hmm. especially, you know, to, to us who have been wrestling with infertility to speak, not just a pregnancy, but a timeline for pregnancy and also like the gender of a baby. Um, but she has no idea that she's almost directly quoting, you know, what Elisha said to the Shunammite woman, the, the verses that I have been meditating on and clinging to, um, you know, saying that you'll have a son by this time next year. Is almost mm. exactly what she said. And, um, you know, it, it's so hard to capture like that feeling in my heart of there's no way she can know. So this is yeah. absolutely Jesus. Yes. Wow. Praise God. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, her husband, Calvin, uh, you know, the word that he got and what's really sweet is um, Calvin grew up in like a Baptist background. And so he has like recently as an adult started kind of his relationship with like the Holy spirit and hearing the Lord speak. And, um, so for him, it was, it, you know, he kind of shared that it felt kind of like a bigger deal because this was one of the very few times that he had, um, yet felt like the Lord spoke to him. And one of the first Mm. times he had ever told someone that he had like heard the Lord speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was just really sweet for him to be forthcoming and to share that. And he said that, he got this word Sunday night during worship um, and felt like the Lord said to him, get ready. Riley's going to get pregnant. Uh, and, wow. so- and so they begin to pray for us uh, and just said, Hey, you know, we're submitting this word to you. Uh, let's pray for you. So uh, Tiffany puts her hand on, on Riley and begins to pray for her, her hand gets super hot. Like it's almost like a hot Um, and, and Riley just begins to feel like, man, like the Lord's doing something. This is incredible. And so we pray, you know, we're all like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Also it's 11 o'clock. So goodbye. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We need to get some sleep. And so, uh, anyway, so they head out the door and we're just like, wow, you know, this is incredible. We'll we'll continue to pray. Uh, she wakes up the next morning, feels like she's done an ab workout. I mean, just feels really, wow. Lord's. Lord has, has done something inside of her. And so we're all just, you know, we're both just hesitantly celebrating, right? We're just kind of like, okay, God, like this is, you know, it feels very clear from you. It feels like several um, confirmations. We appreciate that. We, you know, we love you. And we're just kind of, kind of hopeful. So of course, Riley, you know, about the it was about what three weeks from that time frame. It was it was like a month to the day. Yeah. So so we, we you know she's that like, was early June. Yeah, that was early June. You know we're waiting a month. You know to kind of see okay like is she really pregnant? And uh, you know Riley of course is taking pregnancy tests like you know three four times a day right. <laughs> it's oh like my, okay you it's know not like, like that uh, you know we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to see here, but uh, again, from a husband's perspective, I'm going, you know, it may not be this month. It may not, you know, we've got a a year, right? And so it may be, you know, up to three months from now. So let's, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, again, I'm celebrating, but I just, I I don't want to, you know, disappoint or have a, have an emotional thing that we've got to walk through, right? I'm just kind of, I'm hopeful, but I'm also like, okay, like it's, you know, trying to steward my wife and trying to love on her as best I can while also trying to like sure. be patient, right? So anyway, yeah. roll around. It's early July. Go ahead. So early July, um, my birthday's July 10th. And so again, this is almost a month to the day of, you know, the weekend of getting, you know, those four different prophetic words. And, um, you know, for my birthday, Grim so sweetly plans a whole day out and going and doing, um, you know, breakfast and walking around. And, uh, but in the middle of the day, we like came back and touched base at home before going um, out for church in the evening and um, dinner and other things that he had planned. And so as we're at the house that afternoon, something, I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to take a pregnancy test. You know? mm. um, 
you know, and there's always like, there's a choice in doing that whenever you've walked through like infertility and holding that hope and feeling, you know, like kind of burnt out on hope of like, I could take this pregnancy test and it'd be negative and it'd be really discouraging to my heart. But I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And so Graham is, I think he was like setting up like a puzzle or something that we were going to work on um, in the living room. And so I go into our room and just kind of like sneakily, I'm like, I'm just going to do this really quick. Um, And so I take this pregnancy test and I'm sitting there like waiting and like watching for it to kind of like process And I realized, you know, after like the two or three minute mark, I look at it and there was just the sweetest little line. And oh my gosh, um, it it felt so surreal to be like looking for that line, you know, for years, that that sign of, you know, our, our, our baby and the start of that. And I just felt like in that moment, the Holy Spirit was just so present and he leaned over my shoulder and said, I'm a father who gives good gifts. And it just like hit me in that moment of like, this was the gift that he had given me that I hadn't opened yet. And realizing like, it's not just a gift, but like, it's a birthday present and Mm. sweetness and like the intentionality of the Lord to speak that, you know, of I'm going to give you a gift and almost looking back, feeling the excitement of the Holy spirit and that of like, I've given you a gift. You just haven't opened it yet. Like, I can't wait for you to see this and to realize like on my birthday for the Lord's gift to me to be, you know, this positive pregnancy test and just this answered, you know, prayer and miracle. And so I just, I immediately just started like sobbing, (laughs) just, just crying. Yeah on our bathroom so, floor. So I'm I'm in the living room and all of a sudden I hear, you know, her just start crying in the bathroom. I'm like, what is going on? So we I walk in there and of course she's like <laughs> trying to get it out, trying to get it out. You know, I'm like, what is going on? You know, and she's like, oh, you know, and then I'm like, oh great. You know, and I, I'm of course I'm so happy, you know, I'm celebrating with her. But also I'm like, you know, like man, God, like I prepared this whole day like just in case you know, things didn't work out like we thought it would. And now <laughs> you had to one up me, you know, like, come on, God. But funny how God wins the best birthday present. <laughs> God up, up, up does you. Yeah, yeah. Time. He's like, he's like, you done good, Graham, but I, I'm, I'm going to do you one better, you know. Exactly, exactly. So anyways, um, so the final, there's there's some more, you know, we'll, we'll give some more uh, aspects of the story. But the final is last week we, we found out, actually, we went in for the ultrasound and confirmed it is a baby boy. And we are. Praise God do in March of next year. So exactly as prophesied. So just really, really neat to see the Lord uh, work in our lives. Yeah. Glory to God. So surreal. He said, we'd be pregnant. He said, it'd be a boy. A month later, we were pregnant and we got our son. And so mm-hmm. so I, I got a couple of scriptures I want to read here before we're, we're done. Everything you guys said is just, the Lord was giving me some stuff this morning and it was just so exact to what the Lord was giving me. And it's just so awesome how the Holy spirit is. Um, but what kind of came up on my heart, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys, but I'm releasing this, uh, the week before Christmas is when I felt impressed. And, and honestly, originally I had been praying over what podcast I would do uh, during Christmas time. And the title came up in my heart, unwrap your gift. So when Riley said what she said after that, I was like, because the Lord had given me that title. And I didn't know what it was going to be about. I just knew that that was supposed to be the title of the, my Christmas podcast. Mm-hmm. And so this will be being released right around Christmas time. And there's a couple things about the Christmas story that I, I do want to read because of that, that are so relevant. Now, first of all, I'll say that, you know, the fact that it happened on your birthday was so special because this is a phrase that I felt like the Lord gave me, you know, in Psalm 21, it says that you have not withheld the desire of my heart. Mm-hmm. And, the Lord gave me this phrase. He said, I don't withhold things from you. I lay things up for you. And it reminds me of, of how, you know, parents used to put things on layaway. Yeah, sure. For Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so this, this scripture came up in my heart in Psalm 13 and Riley, it reminds me so much of what you were saying in the beginning. It says, how long will you forget me? O Lord forever. Wasn't that how you felt forgotten, passed over? How long will you hide your face from me? 
How long will I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Watch this. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say I have prevailed against him and those who have troubled me rejoice when I move. Watch this part. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Mm. Now, this is what the Lord showed me about that. It didn't say he's going to deal bountifully with me. It didn't say I'm waiting for him to deal bountifully with me. It said he has done it. In other words, watch this. God's already done his Christmas shopping. Yeah. But here's the thing. He lays it up for you. What does a parent do when they, when they buy presents for their kids? They wrap them and they hide them and they lay them up until the right time. They lay them up for a specific time. And then when that time comes, guess what happens? They say, unwrap your gift. Mm, Yeah, that's exactly right. It's not that God withholds things from us. It's that he lays things up for us when we seek first his kingdom and seek first his glory. You know, I was thinking about this while I was staying with you guys. And I'm going to read one more, a couple more scriptures before we're done, if that's okay. Um, but I want to read a little bit of the Christmas story, but, um, you know, I stayed with you guys and that the room that y'all hosted me in was y'all's nursery. And, you know, and I'm not trying to compare myself to the man of God or anything like that. You know, I was down there doing some things for the Lord, but, but you guys have done this before you I've come down there many times and you guys had a little tiny apartment at the time and y'all let me sleep on your futon, you know, and you guys have, have always been marked by your hospitality. And not only to me, but to other people as well. And one of the things I see in Second Kings chapter four is that the first thing that they did is they made room for the man of God. Yeah, they yeah. made they made room for God. In other words, when you because the Bible talks about those who honor my prophets honor me, mm-hmm. and and you know they made room for the prophet of God. And, and watch this, guys. When they were building for the kingdom, basically building for God, seeking the kingdom, yeah. they didn't know it but they were actually building their nursery when mm-hmm. they built that room for now. I can't prove that, but you can't prove it's not true. Um, you know, <laughs> when they were building that addition on their home for the prophet, they didn't know it, but they were actually building it for the desire of their heart. Cause I, I believe that that became their nursery. And, 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 you know, I was staying in that room with you guys when I was down there and I, I just, the Lord started bringing that up to me and, and how, I believe you guys have made room for God in your life and that God was able to give you the desire of your heart because you were, you've been seeking him. Graham, you work at gateway Riley. You've been doing things for God. You are seeking the Lord and the Lord is giving you guys a story that gives him glory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was in that room and, and I can't explain it, but I was, I was praying. I felt impressed to pray and I was praying over y'all's child. And it's like that child's not, not here yet. And it's like, I felt like I could already sense that child. I know it sounds weird. and I'm not trying to be weird as you know, over spiritual, but like I could sense the reality of the word mm. and the truth of it. But in the, in Luke chapter one, um, uh, it was talking about Mary and, and the conception story, the, the miraculous conception of Christ. And, you know, this is a Christmas podcast, so we got to read the Christmas story. And it's amazing how, it parallels so much with what we're talking about, but you know, the, the angel came to Mary and verse 28, he says, uh, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind. I'm reading the King James, excuse me, what manner of situation this should be. And the angel said unto her, fear not Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. His son, his name will be called Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And it talks more about Jesus and, and Mary, you know, at first she's like, well, how is this going to happen? You know, she's kind of like, Graham, you're like, how's this going to happen? Riley, how's this going to happen? And she's like, I've, I'm not, I've never been with a man. And he says, the Holy spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the most high shall overshadow you. It says, and behold, your cousin, Elizabeth, she is also conceived in her old age. And so it says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And so Mary basically said, be it unto me according to your word. 
And she went over and she came to Elizabeth. This is what I want to get to. And it says, when Elizabeth heard the salutation or the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth began to prophesy. I didn't see that till just now. Come on. Glory to God. And this is what I wanted to say about that. You know, when it comes to the promise of God and when it comes to getting a word from the Lord um, and, and over in Luke chapter two, it talks about how Mary kept these things in her heart and pondered them. She treasured them in her heart and she pondered them. And the Lord had Mary go to Elizabeth, somebody who would agree with her in faith. So you got to protect yourself when you get a word. You can't just share it with anybody. Not everybody's going to going to speak life into that but but see the lord joined mary and elizabeth because mary spoke words that caused what was in elizabeth's spirit to leap rather than caused her to doubt and in your situation elizabeth spoke words into your life that caused what was in you to come alive to leap and so in the in these times the lord will bring people into your life who will encourage you and Satan, because Satan will try to bring reasoning in. He'll try to bring sensual demonic wisdom that the, James talks about to discourage you from the promise and, and to say, oh, no, that there's no way that could happen. There's no way, you know, you're just dreaming. You're just, you know, but you've got to protect that. And just like you protect the baby, like and naturally speaking, Riley, I'm sure you are aware of what you're eating. Naturally, you're aware of oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And because and why you're you're protecting that baby in your womb. Like what you, even what you listen to and what you feed on, you know, TV or music or whatever, it, you're, you're aware of what's on the inside. And we need to treat the word of the Lord, the promise of God, what's the dream that's on the inside of us the same way. You've got to protect it. And you've got to get around people who will speak life into it, who will, who will hook with you in faith. And, and I dare say, you may have to separate from some people who are not doing that. And because there are some people who will try to speak negative things and you just have to cut yourself off from that. You don't have to be mean, but Mary went and hid for a long time and, and, and went away from anybody else being an influence in her life. And cause what she had was precious. And so it's just really cool. The parallels between y'all's story. Um, the fact that, you know, I had planned out a Christmas podcast. What happened to y'all didn't even happen on Christmas time. It was totally separate. But when, the way it happened on your birthday, it, it tells me that there are things that God lays up for us until a certain time. And then he takes the veil away yeah. and says, look what I have for you. And man, guys, that's such a powerful story. And, and I believe the Lord, um, it, I sense so much of the presence of God on that and on this, in this time and in this story. Uh, I, I do want to say this uh, right before I have you pray. This just came from my heart. Um, over in Isaiah 54, um, it says this, um, sing, O barren, you who did not bear and break forth in the singing and cry aloud, you who did not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. In verse two, it says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. Spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you will break forth on the right hand and on the left and your seed will inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not for you will not be ashamed or other translations say disappointed, neither be confounded for you will not be put to shame. Um, what I want to say about this scripture, and I think this is what we're going to go off of when Riley prays here in a second is that you guys, y'all, y'all were told to prepare for the existence of a baby boy. And you made room for it. You, you uh, rearranged rooms. You moved things out. You moved things in. And that's what expectation does. And the Lord gave me a phrase recently. Um, radiant expectation produces rigorous preparation. And when you have a word from the Lord, it causes you to prepare for it. And, you know, it, it, over in um, the book of Luke, it talks about how Peter came to the tomb when he heard that Jesus body was gone and it says he wondered at it he was like he wasn't sure he was he was struggling with it but it says when john saw the empty tomb john believed so a lot of people look at the barren and empty places in their life and it's cause for unbelief or it's cause for wondering why haven't you done this 
But John looked at the empty space and he believed he saw he saw space for God's promise. He saw a space for God to come in and fill it with what he had promised. And so what I want to encourage the listeners in is don't be discouraged by empty space in your life, uh, because all that is is room for God to fill. So, Riley, if you would, I just want you to pray for the listeners, um, whether it's for healing or whatever the case is, infertility, um, whatever comes up on your heart. And then anything else that comes up on your heart, uh, feel free to just flow with the Holy Spirit and uh, it'll be good. Yeah, of course. And then I want to thank you for your time and for having us on as well. Um, We're just really grateful to get to share our story and are hopeful, you know, that the Lord moved through this testimony. You know, he's so faithful if he's done it for us and done it in our lives, you know, the characteristics of his faithfulness and the miraculous that he's done don't change person to person. Um, and so we're, we're hopeful that, um, you know, this just lights a fire for someone, you know, of, of hope yeah, yeah. or, you know, inviting the, the miraculous and for the Lord to speak into this area. So I'll jump in and pray us out. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much for Ben um, and his heart um, just to connect people, Lord, with your truth uh, of uh, your word and your character. Jesus, I thank you so much for the sweet testimony that you've um, given my husband, Grandma, and I, God, for this sweet baby that you've brought into our lives and just the way in which you did it. Um, Lord, right now, I just pray for anyone who's in their own season of waiting, God, who feels uh, like Hannah in the temple, who doesn't even have the words to form for for the heartbreak and the hopelessness that they feel. Um, who, me and Jesus, I just, when I just pray that you would comfort them, Lord, it says that you're near to the brokenhearted, and I just pray that mm-hmm. they would first and foremost experience your nearness lord and the intimacy of your presence in this season thank you um that they wouldn't look away from you um as they're in the waiting god but that they would look to you that they would find peace in you even if um even if you're not speaking even if you're not providing direct answers or next steps lord that you would just be found by them in the waiting and in the pausing, Lord. And God, right now, I just pray that you would meet them in that waiting, Lord, and that you would speak, God, if it's a word of hope, if it's, um, goodness, Lord, it doesn't have to be a word of healing. It doesn't have to be um, thunder and lightning or a big event or for you to say that it's going to happen and to give a timeline, Lord. But um, that it would simply be your voice that comforts them. Mm-hmm. Lord, um, the true gift is intimacy with you and mm-hmm. everything that we get in this life from our spouse to our children, to the experiences that we have, Lord, is just an added bonus to relationship with you, Lord. And I pray that that would be found by those in waiting and Lord, that you would meet them in the season that they're at, um, that you would see them where they are, Lord, and that they would feel seen. And Lord, I just pray for direction for them, for comfort to their hearts, for next steps. If it's growing their family naturally, if it's through adoption or fostering, Lord, that doors will begin to open, that your Holy Spirit would begin to move, that you would invigorate their faith and their hope for the next step, for the next moment, Lord. If not for the marathon ahead, just for the next next meter, the next few steps, Lord. I thank you so much for Ben and for his audience and the people that are listening in. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness, that you are consistent and that you don't change and that you're faithful to each of your children in the way that you love them and bless them and care for them, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all of this in your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray for anybody listening right now who is believing for a child, Father, who is believing to conceive right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I just thank you right now 
uh, for your hand to go out and to touch that as faith is stirring in their heart, as hope is coming alive in them. I thank you for that same heat that Riley experienced on her body, Father, when she was prayed for. Father, I thank you for that Holy Spirit power going out right now and changing and adjusting and causing things to be healed that were once uh, infertile or barren, Father. I thank you in the name of Jesus uh, for, for fresh new uh, organs, if necessary, fresh new body parts, whatever the case is, for healing, Lord Jesus, and replacing and adjusting things that need to be adjusted so that the seed can take root and can produce, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the word that is the seed that produces this word would produce in the listeners, Father, in the hearts of those who hear it, that you'd give them ears to hear and hearts to receive it in the name of Jesus. Anybody who is struggling with their vision in this or in any other area, Father, we ask that you would do what David said in Psalm 13, enlighten their eyes, enlighten the eyes of their heart that they may know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of your inheritance for them, Father. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And I pray over this baby that Graham and Riley are about to bring into the world. And Father, I pray over over him and the things that he'll do, that he'll accomplish. And Lord, I just thank you for his destiny. We just thank you that you are having your hand on this child, Father, that, that the grace of the Lord is on him. Thank you, Lord, for what you have destined him to do, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We just call that forth and we call it out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that podcast and that amazing testimony. Like I said, there are things that Riley said in that podcast that you know, honestly, I had gotten from the Lord earlier this morning in just my prayer time, but I didn't say it to her and she didn't say it to me. We didn't know all the things that the other one was going to say. There were fresh things that I hadn't even heard that came out in that. And that's just because it is the Holy Spirit talking today. And I, I hope that just serves as a confirmation that the Lord is speaking and the Lord is is ministering his goodness to you as the listener and to us. And there's just a couple more thoughts I had. I didn't want to take up uh, Graham and Riley's time. And, and so at the end here, if you could just give me three or four minutes here, I just wanted to mention a few things that the Lord showed me this morning that go right along with what we were just talking about from the scripture. You know, Riley mentioned about how it seemed like for a while there was a veil over what the Lord was talking about when he had given her this word. And I can relate to that. I've gotten words from the Lord before that ministered to my heart and made my heart come alive, that made my dream leap in the womb, if you understand what I mean by that. And, and it ministered to me, but my mind, I, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know what it meant. I was like, Lord, what does this mean? Like, what? I don't understand. What are you talking about? And I tried to figure it out. Naturally, I tried to reason it out. I tried to make it match this. I tried to make it match that. And it just wasn't happening. It just, nothing would ever quite match what the Lord had said to me. And you know, oftentimes that's how it is because the Bible says you've got to trust in him with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. And that's where worship comes in. Worshiping God is trusting him when you don't understand, like Riley was ministering there. What, what, what do you do when you don't understand? Is intimacy with God enough for you if he's not answering all your questions? Because a lot of times, you know, God doesn't tease us, but he does test us. <laughs> and, and, you know, there are tests of trust. And so I just want to minister this for just a minute here. In, in Luke 24, it's talking about when Jesus was raised from the dead. And, you know, it says that uh, when, when the angels appeared to them and said, why do you seek the living among the dead? And, oh man, that's a word right there. <laughs> that's a word right there. I won't get into that right now. Um, it said, he is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And it says, And they remembered his words. There's some people out there right now, you need to remember his word to you. You need to remember what he said to you. You need to pick that dream back up. And it says, They returned from the sepulcher and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. And it says that they esteemed their words as idle tales, and they believed them not.
They thought these are just silly women. It's interesting that the first people that, that they appeared to was women. And they went and told this. And they didn't believe it because they were women. And God told them first. You know why? Because they were quick to believe. Oh, come on. They were quick to believe. And God is looking for people who are tender-hearted enough to be quick to believe the word. But whenever it says that there was a two disciples that were walking down the road to Emmaus, and it says, and they talked together about all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But watch this. But their eyes were holden or veiled that they should not know him. Oh, come on. And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that you have said to one another and are sad? He's like, what are y'all talking about and why are you so sad? And the other one began to tell him everything that happened. He's like, well, this happened. And, and we thought that he was the, the Christ. We thought that he was the Messiah. We thought that this was the thing. And we trusted that he would redeem Israel. But um, all these things happened and, and they're confused about it. And it says, uh, and certain of them which were with us went to the tomb and found it, even as the woman had said, but they did not see him. They were walking by sight, in other words. Now, they're walking with Jesus, and they're saying, well, we, did, we just don't, we didn't see Jesus. Oh, come on. They're, they're saying, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it yet. And yet, Jesus is right in front of them, and they don't know it. Oh, man, there's some things that God has that it was right under your nose, and you don't even see it yet. Come on. And look at what Jesus says in verse 25. He said, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? He goes on to um, lay some things out for him. And watch what it says here. It says that it came to pass as he sat at dinner with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And watch this. And their eyes were opened and they knew him. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us? the scriptures. What I want to point out to you is this. Jesus was right in front of them and they didn't recognize him until their eyes were opened. Do you remember what Riley was talking about, how she felt like there was a veil? <laughs> she didn't see. There were some things that were right in front of her, but she didn't see it. She didn't see it. Well, over in Second uh, Corinthians 3, I'm almost done, I promise. Second um, Corinthians chapter 3 and uh, verse 12. It says, seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which was abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remains the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Now, remember it says our hearts burned as he opened to us the scriptures. Well, the New Testament wasn't written yet. What scriptures was he opening up? The Old Testament. It says, but even unto this day, verse 15, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Oh, come on. Verse 16, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Praise God. This reminds me of a wedding veil. You know, back, especially in the Old Testament, Wedding veils were a big deal. Today, they're not as intense as they used to be, but back in the day, wedding veils were so thick, you couldn't even tell who was in there. It was a veil that got taken away. It was, I don't see something, and now I see it. Now you, now you don't see it, now you do see it. You know, <laughs> It's not there, and all of a sudden, it's there. They didn't see Jesus because their eyes were veiled until the right time. And what I want to point out to you is this. I said this in the podcast. There are some things that God has laid up for you and not withheld from you. God doesn't withhold things from you. He lays things up for you. But watch this. It's wrapped and it's hidden until the right time. Just like Riley said, she didn't see that thing until her birthday. Why? It was a gift that was unwrapped at the right time. That's what the Lord told her. Unwrap the gift. But here's the thing. A parent who wraps a gift and hides it until the right time, what is that? Christmas Day. It's time to unwrap the gift. There's a right time for some things, and it's wrapped, it's hidden, it's veiled 
until the right time. And then there's going to come that time when it's like, all right, it's time to unwrap the gift. And there are some things that you'll see and be like, that was right in front of me this whole time. And I never saw it. Just like with Jesus, he was walking with them and they didn't know him because their eyes were veiled. (laughs) Sometimes your eyes may be veiled by unbelief. Sometimes your eyes may be veiled by, by disappointment from the past. Sometimes your eyes may be veiled from reasoning and, and trying to figure things out in your head. Oh, but if you'll turn to Jesus, if you'll turn to the light, the veil is taken away. In other words, when you behold Jesus, Jesus says, unwrap the gift. See what I have for you. If, if, I, if Jesus gave himself for you, if God gave you Jesus, How will he not with him also freely give you all things? I hope this podcast ministered to you today. Uh, My name is Benjamin Pace. I'll talk to you the next time you click play. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to the No Content Podcast. Remember that Jesus loves you. He loves everyone else. And please don't forget to feed the ducks.